You're listening to the Mark White Show. That's a good how do you do. <laughs> Are you building your dream home? Or have you decided to stay in your current home and remodel? Either way, we all know that kitchens and baths are smart investments when it comes to the value and livability of our homes. Regardless of the project size or complexity, you want and deserve quality products and amazing service before, during, and most importantly, after the sale. A big part of that service is dealing with people that understand their products and can provide advice and consultation that you can rely on. Sounds like a tall order for sure. Who can give you the brands you know and trust and the professional help you deserve? Our friends over at Park Supply Company, of course. They are the go-to for all of your kitchen, bath, and DIY needs. Visit their locations in Huntsville and Athens and you will understand the difference of the Park Supply way. Large selection with the small hometown feel you love. Mention this ad and receive a one-time coupon good for $10 off of a $50 purchase. Go to parksupplycompany.com and connect with them today. Have you been searching for a rewarding career as labor, skilled labor, or lead man supervisor? Premier Structures may have the career you've been looking for. Premier Structures offers three stages of profit sharing, 70% of health insurance covered for individuals, and plenty of room for growth. Premier Structures is located in Athens, Alabama, and serves all of North Alabama, and is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. To find your career with Premier Structures, Go to premierstructures.com or give them a call at 256-232-2092. Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. That's bobsykes.com. And oh, by the way, you can celebrate our nation's independence with Bob Sykes Barbecue. They are open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. on July the 4th. Bob Sykes Barbecue is now open Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Check them out at bobsykes.com. Sometimes life brings you a moment you always will remember. Some of nature's most beautiful creations framed by places we know and cherish. And aren't we in luck that some of life's most memorable scenes are right here at home, all together at Alabama the Beautiful, the group on Facebook, where the eye captures the moment, and it really does last forever. Be sure to check out alabamathebeautifulmagazine.com. With six convenient locations to serve you, Bankston Motorhomes is your local RV dealer. They have some of the top brand name RVs for sale at incredible prices. Whether you are looking for an awesome RV for a long-term road trip or a smaller or more lightweight RV for the occasional weekend getaway, Bankston Motorhomes is here to provide you with some outstanding options and deals that you just won't find anywhere else. For more information, go to bankstonmotorhomes.com or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motorhomes. At Fuquay's Soul Food Restaurant, you can enjoy all-you-can-eat meats, home-cooked vegetables, and homemade desserts. Fuquay's Soul Food Restaurant is located in Rogersville, Alabama. Fuquay's can also take care of your catering and party needs. Check them out on Facebook or give them a call at 256-607-7120. A new location is coming soon to Hartsville, Alabama, so stay tuned for all your strawberry needs. I suggest Jay Calvert Farm, located three miles south of Dodge City on Highway 69, exit 299 off Interstate 65. Jay Calvert Farm currently has strawberry. 
Give them a call at 256-636-2752. That's J. Calvert Farm in Dodge City, Alabama. J. Calvert Farm. Hey everybody, this is Daryl Worley, and you're listening to The Mark White Show. Hey, step up and make a difference like he does. This is Nico Johnson from Andalusia, Alabama, assistant football coach at University of Texas. Be where your feet are. You listen to The Mark White Show. Hey y'all, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you, yeah, you can make a huge difference in somebody's life. You just may not have figured out how yet, and that's why you're listening to The Mark White Show. Hi, I'm Crystal Gale, and you're listening to The Mark White Show, and one smile can make a difference. Hello, I'm Gene Stallings, and this is The Mark White Show. Get off the sideline and get involved and make a difference in your community. You are listening to The Mark White Show. My daddy is your host, Mark White. Welcome to a very special edition of The Mark White Show as we cross the pond and head to Iceland. And I have my friend Christopher Lowrance, who is riding his bike across Iceland right now. We followed his journey last year. He stayed in the States last year. This is to support first responders. And I'm so thankful for Chris and his journey. He made the journey two years ago from the West Coast to the East Coast. And then last year from North to South, down the East Coast, and now in Iceland. Christopher Lowrance, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Mark. Everything's going well so far. Um we're, we've been here for uh, right at three weeks, a little over three weeks, and uh, I have been around Ring Road, uh, which is the main highway around Iceland, and uh, seen a lot of beautiful things and met a lot of very nice people here. What on earth led you to Iceland, of all places, after you took your tour across the United States last year? Well, you know, Mark, when I did the Trans Am, the Trans America route in the United States and 2021, uh, it, it took me through areas of our country that were had a lot of natural beauty to it. Uh, then last summer, uh, the East Coast ride, where I went from Boston, Massachusetts to uh, Charleston, South Carolina, to help raise awareness for first responder mental health and uh, suicide awareness, um, I, I, I didn't get to see as much of the natural beauty. Uh, you know, it was coastal riding. It was populated areas, uh, going through municipalities and cities. And it generated revenue for first help, and it generated conversation and helped get the word out. Um, but it was lacking something for me. And uh, so this year I decided that uh, – maybe to try something different and pick a country that is known for natural wonders and its raw beauty. And, uh, started looking around and saw that Iceland was a pretty safe place. So, um, jumped on an airplane and flew across the pond on July, on June the 6th and started my ride on June 7th. How did that conversation take place between (laughs) you and Melody as you told her you were going across the ocean? You know, Mark, I I couldn't ask for a more supportive or understanding wife. Um, You know, when I went across the United States, that was nearly three months that I was gone. That that puts a burden of everything at home. Um, And I won't call it a burden. I'll call it the responsibilities of being a parent. Uh, But it, it all fell on her shoulders. And this trip, again, this year, uh, you know, it, it puts a lot of weight on her. 
Uh, but she's she's uh, the strongest woman I know, and she's she's carried that. She knows that, that this is important for me, and uh, and she believes in the mission that First Help has in uh, raising awareness and trying to snuff out the stigma associated with uh, people seeking mental mental health uh, counseling, treatment, and therapy. Um, but the, she's been great. Uh, she's had days that she's wanted to pull her hair out, that she was going in 10 different directions, but, but she's pulled all the ends together, tied them up and, uh, been able to keep everything running. And in about another two days, I'll be flying back home to the U S and, uh, and I, I'm sure I owe her for the rest of the summer for, uh, <laughs> having these three and a half weeks to go out and, and ride and raise awareness. And the kids have made sacrifices too. I know you have some kids back home that have to be without dad for a little while. Sure. Sure. They do. Um, you know, my last three years, father's day, I've, I've been on the road on my bicycle. Um, so, you know, you, you, it's the little things at home that drive you crazy that when you're away from it, you find that those are the things that actually ground you. And those are the things that you miss. So I'm looking forward to going back and taking kids to dance and football and soccer and, gymnastics and and all the things that go along with it i shared a post with you yesterday chris about deputy taylor esslinger from eagle county sheriff's department it was four years ago yesterday that his body was found and he had taken his life as a law enforcement officer i've had friends who have taken their life and it's a struggle for many of those who are serving as first responders. Charlie Bradley was one of my friends. He took his life as an officer at Pelham Police Department in Alabama. And you've known officers who have struggled with PTSD, depression, addiction, and other issues that need help that first help can give them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot about learning how to be resilient uh, and, and learning that it's okay not to be okay and to reach out a little bit of help whenever you whenever you get to the point that you need it. Um, sometimes they they may deny that they need it. Uh, coworkers and friends may see that they need it, uh, and it may be something that you uh, that that your friends and coworkers have to end up forcing you into uh, to get you a little bit of help. To, you know, help take care of you. I listened to you and Mike and Karen today as you did a live. And one of the things that was brought up was some of the smaller town police officers, like I was, you can be pretty isolated because you may be the only officer working on a shift. Whereas as Mike mentioned, a fire department may have several members who get to bounce thoughts and feelings off of each other. A police officer may be on his own or her own, depending on where they work and not have necessarily a safety net of people to find out what's going on. Yeah. And that's very true. And, and what Mike was saying, and, uh, you know, after a, maybe a stressful call or something for the fire department, they can go back and, and talk about things, uh, you know, in the comfort of the firehouse of the, of the station where, you know, many law enforcement, you, you clear a call when you're responsible for a certain district, you go back to your district, someone else goes back to the, the zone or the area that they're working and you don't really have the, I, I, I don't I want to say this, you don't have a brotherhood. You, you just don't have the, uh, the luxury of having someone right there that you can talk to anytime that you would need to. 
And you also have to work for a department that care about each other, that the officers, the supervisors actually care about each other and communicate that well and not have a department where there's division and people are worried about what that person is going to say about you or do to you. And I've worked for those places too, Chris, and it's just a reality. I'm not saying that to attack any particular department, but it's just how it is sometimes where there's animosity, there's jealousy. It's just like any other workplace where an, an officer can feel very alone while serving their community and really not have anybody that they feel like they can talk to. Well, that's true. And, and I feel like you're always going to have some level, some level of that that's going to occur. Um, but the difference being is maybe that someone will hear the message and understand the message and be willing to step up and say, Hey, it's, it's not okay to say that it's not okay to treat them the way that you're treating it. You know, as Mike said earlier, everybody processes things differently. So, you know, we're learning, this is is all new for first responders. This is, um, something that, you know, I think it originated with the military with uh, them looking at how many veterans were dying by suicide and people start stepping back and saying, you know, these first responders, they, they experience life stressors as well. Over the course of their career, they, they experience many, many more stressors than what the general public does. But I think that people are starting to open their eyes and realize that and, uh, and, and realize that sometimes your first responders, instead of giving help all the time, they, they're the ones that need a little bit of help. Right now, folks, we're talking to Christopher Lowrance from Gaston County, North Carolina, and he's currently in Iceland as he's riding his bike in Iceland for First Help. Karen Solomon, you have heard about her before through the Mark White Show, supporting first responders and the struggles that they have, whether it be PTSD, depression, suicidal ideation, whatever they're going through. Karen Solomon wants to be there to support and support the families, too. That's something that's going to happen in Dallas as they have their big get-together coming up. And, Chris, if you'll stick with me, we'll talk some more about the subject of first help and how they actually help first responders. And there may be someone out there right now who needs that support, okay? Sure. Folks, I hope you'll stick with us. You are listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark White. Make a difference. All we have to do is try. Every day's a chance to change somebody else's life Let's all do something good today Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. That's bobsykes.com. And oh, by the way, you can celebrate our nation's independence with Bob Sykes Barbecue. They are open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. on July the 4th. Bob Sykes Barbecue is now open Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Check them out at bobsykes.com. Athens Bible School is accredited by Advanced Ed, a member of the National Alliance of Concurrent Enrollment Partnerships, and is a satellite campus of Calhoun Community College. For more information, call 256-232-3525 or visit our website at AthensBibleSchool.org. With six convenient locations to serve you, Bankston Motorhomes is your local RV dealer. They have some of the top brand name RVs for sale at incredible prices. 
Whether you are looking for an awesome RV for a long-term road trip or a smaller or more lightweight RV for the occasional weekend getaway, Bankston Motorhomes is here to provide you with some outstanding options and deals that you just won't find anywhere else. For more information, go to bankstonmotorhomes.com or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motorhomes. This is Cora White inviting you to tune in every Saturday to Cora's Corner on the Mark White Show. Does throwing away glass make you feel guilty? Now there's a better way to keep Alabama beautiful, and it doesn't involve being taxed involuntarily like other recycling programs do now. Phoenix Glass Recycling is a local small business serving all of Madison County that comes directly to you once a month for as little as $8.25. You can sign up now at phoenixglassrecycling.com or if you live outside of Madison County, subscribe to their newsletter to be notified when service is available in your area. Welcome back to the Mark White Show as we're crossing the pond to be with our friend Christopher Lowrance. He is a fellow law enforcement officer. Glad to support Chris in his journeys. He's made three different journeys now. One was across the top of our country, the United States, as he came from the west and headed to the east. And then he headed from north to south on the east coast. And now he's in Iceland supporting First Help and the work that they offer officers. And Chris, I don't mind saying that I struggle myself. I've shared with you some of my struggles. I've believed that in the past couple of years, I have become more open with people about this, that they look at a guy who has a radio show who appears to be very successful. And in my mind, sometimes I'm not so successful and I'm struggling deeply and need support and need help. And I'm glad that you've been available to me as a friend, as someone who's also served in law enforcement. It means a lot to me, buddy. Hey, Mark, it's, it's, and that's what it's all about. It's all about everybody supporting each other. Um, you know, it, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it also takes a village to get you through 30 years of law enforcement or get you through some of the, the situations or incidents that maybe you had to handle in law enforcement or fire department or emergency responders, and, and, and not to leave out our dispatchers as well. Yes, and I see young people getting into the field as a first responder and I try to share when they come into the fold and I want them to understand that there are resources out there and not neglect their mental health but to make sure that they they maintain good mental health throughout their careers and not have to go through what some have gone through that has led them to take their own lives yeah that's true Uh, I know in North Carolina um our annual in-service training that officers have to complete annually to retain their certification. Uh, they have started implementing some resiliency type training 
Um, so that, that's a big step for the states. Um, uh, these things that get implemented, you know, typically they don't go from the bottom up. They have to come from the top down, from the administrators. But I think that we're get, getting to a point that the administrators are realizing the importance of uh, such training for their personnel. Chris, when someone reaches out to First Help, how does that process work for a first responder, someone who is seeking help and decides to give First Help a call or contact them? Well, you know, Mark, First Help does a lot with um, the families of those who uh, have had a first responder that's died by suicide. Um, some of the other things they do is, you know, they provide uh, scholarship opportunities for. Uh, surviving family members. Uh, they provide resiliency training for officers and uh, fire department medics. Um, you know, those are the, the, the type of resources that they provide. Uh, I'm certain that they could steer you in the right direction for mental health assistance, uh, whether it be therapy or counseling. Uh, but if someone is in a, in a manic state, um, my suggestion for them is if they know a peer support group, uh, that's in their area, or if they don't, they can always dial the uh, the suicide hotline. Chris, we recently lost an officer in our community to suicide, and one of the things that was coming from the administration was that they didn't want to glorify an officer taking their life. And I know that this is something that has happened at various departments where an officer may take their life and not have full honors. And the family feels sometimes that, the officers not being respected in the way that they should be. And that hurts a lot because for this young man, we found a bagpiper and we found a 21 gun salute team to offer the full ceremony in honor of him and his service. Because I believe that what happens in law enforcement and in first responder world is that some of these struggles that these men and women go through leads them to ultimately taking their life. If, there's no help if there's nothing that stands in the gap for them. Well, you know, it's, it's certainly a, a reality that we're, we all face. Um, you know, when you lose someone to suicide, there's such a stigma attached to it that a lot of people want to step back. Even uh, frequently families uh, step back and don't want the word suicide attached to their loved one's death. Um, it's all about changing the view, changing the stigma associated with it. Um, I'm in great hopes that eventually, um, if we lose officers to suicide, if it can be uh, related to some kind of trauma that they have um, endured at work, that maybe they would be able to receive their, the family would be able to receive the end of line of duty death benefits uh, and, and things of that nature that would uh, greatly assist family, you know, who, who loses a loved one. Exactly right. And we want families to know that this support is there through First Help. And obviously you're in Iceland. You've had to combat weather as in wind and rain and cold You've been in your tent. I've followed your journey. You eat tuna fish and broccoli soup and ramen noodles. I keep track. I knew there was something you said about 54 miles a day maybe that you've been able to accomplish on an average. 
Yes, uh, it, it took me 16 days to ride what they call Ring Road here. Okay. Uh, Ring Road is the main the main highway, and when I say highway, I use that term loosely. It's a, it's a two lane road that goes around basically the the outside portion of Iceland. Uh, I rode uh, Ring Road clockwise, so I arrived in Keflavik at the airport. I built my bicycle there, put it together, and I rode to the the, the country's capital here in Reykjavik. Um, I spent a night in Reykjavik, and then I left out on Ring Road. And it took me 16 days to ride around Ring Road and end up back in Reykjavik, uh, where I've been now. Today is my third day since I, since I got back. Um, I've had days that some days I rode 16 miles. Um, the longest day that I rode was 114 miles. Um, and, and the weather is, is a big factor in how far you ride, how long you ride. I've, I've spent many days wet, many days cold. Um, I sleep in a tent. I don't sleep in hostels or, or guest houses or hotels. Um, I've been in campgrounds and then just what they call wild camping or stealth, stealth camping off the side of the roadway for a few nights. And while you've been there, the president of Iceland had a very special experience to be able to ride beside you, pass you, <laughs> And I'm sure that he went back to whatever the house is that he lives in and started telling all his friends that he rode past Christopher Lowrance. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was it, was. it was very different than what you would see in a presidential motorcade. So, um, their, their prime minister, uh, she actually uh, came by in her motorcade, uh, which consisted of probably eight to ten vehicles uh, and then uh, probably fifteen twenty motorcycles. Um, and one of the motorcycles had pulled up beside me and kept pointing to the side of the road. So, you know, I pulled over and, uh, and not until after he left did I realize what was happening when the, uh, when the prime minister came by in the, uh, in the motorcade. How about that, man, just wherever you go, you run into all these special experiences. And I will say this, that you have had the opportunity to meet some amazing people on every journey that you have made and you've recognized those people. And I love being able to share about those individuals who are there for you when maybe you're not a hundred percent out there on this journey. Yeah. I've met several of those on this trip as well. Uh, you know, uh, some very special people, whenever I came across the U S or over the Pat and Kim Landau, um, Skip and Kay Gibbons, uh, you know, it seems like whenever you find yourself in a down position that uh, for whatever reason, something or someone would present themselves that, uh, that lifted your spirit some. And, uh, here in Iceland, I had, uh, my second day riding when I left Reykjavik, I actually ended up in a, in a terrible storm with winds probably blowing 30 miles an hour, uh, pouring rain, uh, temperature in the low forties. Uh, I was completely soaked, and I, I ended up at 3.13 in the morning. I was finally able to find a campsite and get my tent put up, which subsequently filled with water. And um, the next day, the the man that owns the campsite, he came down and got me and had me come to his house. And uh, he fed me lunch, uh, six man hamburger and french fries. And then uh, it continued to rain all that day, and uh, he, he told me not to sleep in my tent that night, and he, he actually put me in his camper. And, uh, and let me stay in the camper in the dry. So his wife is Maria. And, you know, up here in Iceland, the, the spelling of words and names, 
I cannot pronounce his name, and I cannot pronounce her last name. But uh, her name is Maria, and uh, she and her husband, they were, they were very kind and very generous to me. Chris, we've spoken metaphorically when we've talked about the hills and the climb and the struggles, and what you just laid out is exactly a metaphor for the struggles that first responders can have. As things get in the way, as we think that we're alone, and then suddenly there's someone there to support us, and that does, I think, relate to a lot of people. They can they can feel that, they can understand that, and it does send a pretty good message as to what first responders have to go through in their own personal struggle. Right, Mark, and I, and I think that number of people that are supporting uh, first responders, I think that number grows, and I think it will continue to grow as uh, as the word gets out and people actually understand what it is the first responders endure during a career uh, in that type of work. Let's give out the information before we close, Chris, if someone wants to get in touch with First Help, connect with them in some way. Uh, well, Mark, I would go through their website at firsthelp.org. And, uh, and reach out there. There's, I'm sure they have a contact uh, contact us tab where they can make contact with them. Uh, Karen Solomon is one of the co-founders. Uh, so Karen would be a, a resource, uh, especially if you, if you know of a family that has lost a first responder to suicide. Uh, Karen would be a, a, a good contact person at First Help to um, – initiate and, and get a care package and things of that nature to the family to uh, to begin trying to help them. Excellent. Christopher Lorenz, thank you for your time, my friend. I love you, and I hope you stay safe as you finish your journey there in Iceland and get to head back home to see your family. I know that's going to be a very special occasion for you, and as you mentioned, to get back in a regular bed and just get some rest. Yeah. Yes, Mark, I'm looking forward to being able to sleep when it's not daylight outside. <laughs> so I have some dark nights. All right. Well, the Mark White Show is always in your corner, my friend. Thank you, Mark. All right. Take care, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. See you. Folks, here on the Mark White Show, we're recognizing difference makers, and we're sharing their stories to encourage and inspire, and we're making a difference across the country and the world, even over in Iceland. I hope that you'll share this show with your family, your friends, and your neighbors. Let them know about the Mark White Show. You can follow the Mark White Show on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the Mark White Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. You have been listening to another edition of the Mark White Show, and this is Mark White encouraging you to find your purpose by making a difference in someone's life today. There are moments in life you wish you could capture forever. Alabama the Beautiful is a new online magazine that preserves images from sweet home Alabama. Yours anytime, online, every month. Where the eye captures the moment and it really does last forever. Be sure to check out alabamathebeautifulmagazine.com. Thompson Roofing and Construction is a locally owned family business serving the North Alabama and Southern Tennessee area. They are a Better Business Bureau A-plus member since 2011 and a GAF Master Elite Contractor. Give them a call at 256 
952-3309 or check them out on the web at 256roofing.com. They offer free inspections. Thompson Roofing and Construction. Mr. Cecil Batchelor is the one that started this business as Dependable Service Center. And even though now it's Green's Dependable Hardware and we're a true value store, our tagline is still your Dependable Service Center. We've tried to keep that alive for all these years. Mr. Batchelor really started a good business. We're really excited to be carrying on a long-standing tradition. It's the oldest retail store in the city of Russell. We're Green's Dependable Hardware, 15220A Highway 43 in Russellville. Alabama. We're right behind McDonald's or right across the street from the hospital. Number is 256-331-0123. The Dependable Service Center. Is it time for a haircut? Give my friend Philip Butler at Southwind Barbershop a call. Located in Rogersville, Alabama. You can call him at 256-247-5658. Make an appointment or just walk in. That's Southwind Barbershop in Rogersville, Alabama. Are you building your dream home? Or have you decided to stay in your current home and remodel? Either way, we all know that kitchens and baths are smart investments when it comes to the value and livability of our homes. Regardless of the project size or complexity, you want and deserve quality products and amazing service before, during, and most importantly, after the sale. A big part of that service is dealing with people that understand their products and can provide advice and consultation that you can rely on. Sounds like a tall order for sure. Who can give you the brands you know and trust and the professional help you deserve? Our friends over at Park Supply Company, of course. They are the go-to for all of your kitchen, bath, and DIY needs. Visit their locations in Huntsville and Athens and you will understand the difference of the Park Supply way. Large selection with the small hometown feel you love. Mention this ad and receive a one-time coupon good for $10 off of a $50 purchase. Go to parksupplycompany.com and connect with them today. Sand gentle people who shout a friendly heart when they go passing by, who live and love in my hometown. Ah, these are my kind of people. 